Welcome to The First Layer, Season 1, Episode 1. Coming up on the show, we have why we got into 3D printing, why you should also get into 3D printing, and why you shouldn't feel guilty about buying a cheap printer. I'm Royce, and joining me is my friend Mark. Mark, how you doing? Doing well. All right, let's jump right into it and talk about why we got into 3D printing. So, Mark, what was your reason? I got into 3D printing because I really enjoyed tinkering and exploring hobbies, and I just love dabbling in everything I can get my hands on that's just, it's fun Mm -hmm. and doesn't always have a lot of, you know, useful output, but it's just something to, to entertain. And owning a 3D printer could actually help with future hobbies and current hobbies mm-hmm. because it always seems like I'm I'm stuck, like looking for this one mission critical part <laughs> that I can't find off the shelf. And it wouldn't be like really financially feasible to have a machine shop make a one-off part. Right. Um, <clears throat> I actually tried to get into 3D printing a number of years ago with a Kickstarter bomb called Tico 3D. And I was one of the few backers who was lucky or unlucky <laughs> enough, depending on how you look at it, to receive a machine. Uh, it was crap. However, at the time, it was really the only option that was like sub 200 price range. Right. Um, fast forward to now and a couple of patent expirations later, we have some fairly decent machines out there that don't require a bank loan. Yeah, I know. Um, and I remember looking actually back a number of years ago and the cost of these printers was so outrageous and kind of what, what got me into it is, um, I, I really love making things really anything. I, I love woodworking. Um, I, I love, um, uh, flying model things, building model things. Now you've actually built a lot of furniture in your house, right? I, I have. Yeah. I've, uh, built, um, a bunk bed, I've built a couple beds for my kids, uh, built just a number of actually my, my whole built in entertainment center. I, I, I did all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to a lot of these things. Um, uh, but kind of the, I, I love graphic design and CAD, um, I've built my own CNC machine in the past. I now have an X carve from inventables. You know, I, I love Arduinos and the idea that if I can come up with that idea, I can, I can make it. And, um, actually just like you, I, I built my own coffee roaster. Uh, that's actually how we met, uh, was through a coffee mm-hmm. roasting delicious form. coffee. Yes. The wonderful, the wonderful drug of choice. Um, so really all of that being said, getting into 3d printing was really, just kind of the, the next step. Like you said, it, it makes that kind of mission critical piece. Like if I'm, if I have a project going, I can, I can print my own case for something that I'm building or, or, um, any, any number of parts I can design or find online. So, uh, when, when I finally saw that there was the, the ANET A8, which is what Mark and I both have, uh, what about a year ago, I think, um, a year ago and change. Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy cheap that I, I just could not pass on it. Um, and really I've just, we go ahead. We bought it about a day apart from each other. Yeah. I, 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 we hadn't even planned it out. You, you said that you were going to order, you did place the order. And then I think I was able to scrounge the, the pennies together like a day later. So, uh, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been such a fun process ever since then. Um, so Mark, what's the kind of, what's our, our thought process behind this podcast? So we really wanted to bring our experience of 3d printing, uh, to the masses in a family friendly fashion, say that three times fast as it relates to the cheaper end of the swimming pool. Um, <clears throat> I would have to assume that many guys out there and, and ladies are hobbyists or tinkerers mm-hmm. as we are and don't have a commercial level budget or need um, for the more expensive printers out there that, you know, that are more robust, developed, like finely tuned. So when you first get into 3D printing, you're obviously you're going to need a 3D printer and kind of like Mark, what you were saying Contrary to the popular belief, you really don't have to spend a ton of money. You can. The sky is literally the limit when it comes to a 3D printer. Uh, but they can be purchased really inexpensively. If you if you do a little bit of research, you can find them very cheap. And they can, not always, they can be good. And, uh, and really, you shouldn't feel any guilt around wanting to spend as little money on a 3D printer. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't really have a production line that I have to maintain. I don't have a company in which I am the one making, uh, I use this term lightly, machined parts. So right. there's something to be said about just the just for the experience of 3D printing. Because once you get over the initial purchase, the it's not that much to pay to play. Like a roll of filament right. is... 12 to 20 dollars for you know basic pla and we'll get into the different kinds later but it's not a hobby that that keeps sucking up resources and for me another thing that was really interesting or one thing that was a that i really uh, enjoy about 3d printing is it's something that i can do at home in a small space i have a three-year-old daughter so like i love scuba diving but it's really hard to do right now because i have a three-year-old <laughs> daughter so it's you get one print that saves you a couple bucks in the real world. I mean, you've just essentially, you know, paid for the filament. Right. And uh, that's actually something that uh, I, I feel like this is actually one of the best hobbies for my marriage, because the great thing is you you pull that model up or you design it, you send it to your printer and five, six, seven, eight, 10, 15 hours later, it's done. So you're not having to stay, stay with it in order for it to do it. And, and uh, that, yeah, it, that's something that is, it's good and bad. It's a bummer that 3d printing is rather slow, but it's also uh, a really good thing. It's kind of anticlimactic when you spend, I know you've done this more than I have, but you know, I'll spend an hour modeling a piece or adjusting something in Fusion, um, which is a, a CAD software. I'm sorry, we'll get into that later. Um, and then you get everything set up and tweaked. You're ready to go. You hit the print button and it's like nine hours to go. And it's like, well, this sucks. Right. Now I have to go fold laundry. <laughs> For nine hours while it does one layer at a time. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, so what we're kind of talking about is with a really inexpensive printer, they are not going to be perfect. Uh, when we both got our ANA A8s, they were not perfect. The, 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 the finished product that comes out of them is not beautiful, but you know what? It's a 3d printer. It is making a product. uh, It's, it's making a piece that 
what came from absolutely nothing. And they're actually quite functional. Um, we've spent over a year, a little more than a year, like modifying, you know, printing upgrades. And when I'm struggling, when I'm going through this week of just not getting anything to work, I'll look at my, my frame stiffening mods that I printed like my third time. And I'm like, wow, those are beautiful. What, <laughs> what have I been doing this whole time? So, to, so to say that, you know, they're, I don't even say, I don't even call them ugly, but they're functional, like out of the yeah. box. It just depends on what you're going for, like cosmetic beauty, functionality, tolerances. I mean, it just depends where you're going. And watching something coming from nothing is honestly one of the most mesmerizing things. I have sat for more hours than I'm willing to admit watching it got put that out right. a single line at a time. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. And the sound that 3d printers make is wonderful. I, I love it. So, um, and you know what, we're going to talk more about the topic of upgrading printers. Uh, both Mark and I have, have made some pretty significant upgrades, if not, well, complete chain frame changes. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that more, uh, in later episodes. Know that, that, um, that you can take this printer and make it do amazing things. And, and, and something that is, I think just as good as, as a thousand dollar or more printer. Right. And you know, our frame upgrades are in no way necessary. I have a suspicion that after it's all said and done, the, the 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 actual quality change will probably be you know the law of like diminishing returns like right. after i've stiffened the frame and added linear rails like what's really the the overall quality improvement right yeah it's like you're you're pushing for that extra half a percent better like oh, oh if i if i print this little this little bracket stiffener it's going to make it look just that teeny bit better. It's going to get rid of these lines. And uh, so I, I, that's something that I find if I'm re reading through forums or places online, people are, uh, they're, they're just searching for those things to make it that tiny, tiny bit better. And I don't really know if it's worth the time to, to go for that. Well, it's worth the time if you're looking for something to do. Um, for me, a, lo a lot of the problem is once I have something figured out, I lose interest. So it's kind of this, it's, it's like a, a nice dragon to chase. Like if you're looking for something to print and I'm, I will freely admit that I'm not the most imaginative person out there. So I do tend to need some guidance on what to make. I mean, I can modify things, but to actually come up with my own design is far more challenging because I have to have that situation and I don't always have a pressing need for a one-off part. Totally agree. So, uh, I mean, that that's actually one thing that I love about uh, Thingiverse because I don't know if you guys have ever tried doing, uh, creating something from just your mind. It's kind of like if you sit down with a piece of paper and you want to draw a face, most of the time it's not going to look too great. And, and but if, if I go online, if I search on Google, I can find some really nice looking stick men or faces, whatever. So it's the same idea with with Thingiverse or some of these these uh, part repositories. So Thingiverse is if you've never been there, you have to go right now. Thingiverse.com 
is a repository of 3D designs that you can then throw into your slicer and then print. And it's amazing. You can find there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of things out there that are, are, are some amazing designers have put together. So kind of with that, that vein, Mark, what kind of fun things have you made kind of from, from all of this? My, the things I've had the most fun printing are toys for my three-year-old daughter. And to me, it's just amazing to think that when she grows up, one of her memories will be that of picking a toy off Thingiverse and having daddy make it that afternoon. Like that's just wild. (laughs) And that in itself is just, I think I said it before, like amazing. It's like mind blowing to me. Um, of those objects, uh, probably my two favorite is a rubber band powered paddle boat that she could play with in the tub and also like a print in place articulating snake. And for that, I mean, for the longest time, she just had to have that in bed. And uh, I am somewhat ashamed to admit that I have yet to truly print like a real world functioning part. Although, as we've talked about before, I know you have. And uh, there's one in particular that's my favorite. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead and tell them about your carpet cleaner cap. Yeah, so... I, it's not actually a carpet cleaner. It's a steam floor cleaner. Oh, for, my bad. For floors. Get it right, Mark. So. Carpets um, are on floors. Not, not here. This is, you don't steam the carpets. Well, actually you do for cleaning, but that's not mm-hmm. what this is for. Back to the subject. Okay. So I have a steam mop thing and the cap on the bottle broke probably about a month after we got it. We've had it for a couple of years now. And I have tried every method I could think of to fix that, but I have not ever been able to do it. It just continued to break. Leak was terrible. Um, and so what I what I finally decided is I know how to to 3D model things. And that's and so I, I got my calipers out and I, I measured it, modeled it all in Fusion 360, which, again, we're going to talk more about later. But I, I, I modeled it and printed it. And um, yeah, it, it's something that I'm extremely proud of that I made this thing and it saved me. I think it was somewhere between like nine and eleven dollars on Amazon for the. That's your roll of filament right there. Exactly. Yeah. For the for the and that's the thing. It's the exact same one that already broke and the reviews are terrible saying it continues to break. So I can now print it out. It would cost me like eight cents for each one to print. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty proud of that. So, um, yeah, that that's that's one thing that I've printed. What's your favorite? I I think I'm kind of with you with the kids items. I have, I have three kids, uh, two of which are old enough to actually play with toys like this. And I don't know anytime. I mean, so often my son, he's my oldest will come downstairs in the morning and ask, "Did, did you, did you print me anything on your printer last night? And breaks my heart the days that I don't, but, um, yeah, I, I just love being able to pull out these little cheap toys, basically free things that, that you printed and, and it's fantastic. I mean, we, I, I made a little, um, a little balloon boat for them a couple of weeks ago and they have loved that in like during bath time just to get to play in uh, with that. I mean, it's just 
dumb little things that are completely free. I need that file. Yes, it is. It is a lot of fun. Um, so other things that I've made, uh, one of my first things that I actually modeled, I live in California and it is, ex- it gets extremely hot here during the summer. And I mean, it's, ba- it snowed here yesterday for anybody out there listening. He does not live in California. Um, and, <laughs> I live uh, in Delaware. Yeah. Slightly different weather. Um, and so in the middle of the summer, I can get 110 out here where I live and I decided to print some little like fan bracket things for the kids when they're in the back of the car. I also printed those in PLA and found out very quickly that when it's 110 degrees out, PLA does not hold its shape. It was pretty hilarious, actually. Um, So, okay, other things that I've printed. I mean, there there have been so many things. I was just looking through my Thingiverse the other day or actually earlier today, and I I have not posted makes uh, on a fraction of what I've actually made, but you know, I've made like a little, a little key holder thing that looks like a Swiss army knife. Uh, uh, you just printed a Nintendo raspberry Pi, didn't you? I guess I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Classic NES, uh, raspberry Pi three case. And that that's, that's pretty awesome. I, I turned out I had filament. I didn't even think I did. I had filament that was almost the exact color gray, black and white. And it just looks awesome. Um, other things, um, I, I made a little spice holder for our kitchen that actually keeps falling off the, the cabinet door. You win some, you lose some. Right? Hey, they work. They hold the spices really well. They just don't stick to the wall. It just doesn't stick to the wall. I have not found the best tape for that yet. Um, okay. And, and then the, the, really the last thing, well, okay. Second to last. So I have printed obviously tons of upgrades to make the A8, um, as stiff as possible, but most recently, uh, I just printed what's called the EMT eight, which is an upgrade. It's actually a complete frame upgrade that uses all conduit instead of the old, uh, it's not plexiglass acrylic. Yeah. Um, and it's that, that has been, I mean, hands off the best upgrade that, um, we could ever, I could ever recommend. And what was your total cost on that again? Maybe, well, parts alone, like 15 bucks. And I then, mean, plus the printer, obviously. Plus the printer. Yeah. You obviously have to have that. That's kind of a prerequisite. Um, and then I think it took from the, the uh, thing, I think it says like a third of stool, uh, spool of, of plastic, a filament. So it's incredibly cheap. Now I've been going down a uh, similar yet completely different path. Mm-hmm. I am uh, in the middle of building a the AM8, the the Anet Metal Frame 8 on Thingiverse, and I'm actually doing the linear rail version by BLV, and we'll have links to these down below in our website. And for the amount, I, I have spent significantly more not not a ton of money, but significantly more than. And I bet you we're going to have near identical quality. So um, I wish I would have done maybe a little more research. Mine will be prettier, so that'll be make it at least 10% better. But, you know, flashy. In your defense, though, I I think this, the the, um, EMT-8 that I printed for mine was not out, had not been designed or hadn't been released by the time... You were, or when you were placing the order for all of your parts. 
You're just saying that to make me feel better. A little bit, but at the same time, eh, you know, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Your printer is going to look gorgeous. Mine just just looks like conduit. It's round tubing, whatever. Yours has the awesome aluminum extrusion. If I had the money and was willing to waste it, (laughs) I would, uh, I, I definitely would have gone with that as well. So, yeah. Okay, so you're 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 in the process of doing the the metal version of the AA. Kind of what else are you planning on doing in the future? My primary goal for and reason for upgrading the metal frame, uh, besides for the fun, is that I want to participate in a program called Enable. Uh, it's a network of volunteers who print and donate prosthetic hands and digits to primarily it sounds like children or you know anybody because you can scale the hand model up to any size so even for adults and i would love to be able to print like high quality functioning parts and that also look nice and in that same vein um while researching enable i found that there were people out there who were doing some really like wild printing where they were making the hands look like you know iron man they were making no look like thor they were doing captain america theme so with that in mind i'd really like to start exploring like dual filament printing or you know triple filament printing some kind of multiple filament right. so i can so i can do something like that for a kid or i can do something like that for an adult where it isn't just like a monocolor plain boring like just make to make something really cool right right no i i totally agree i'm kind of along uh, a similar vein i i don't have um i the the enable idea would be awesome and um, i hope that you and i can both start doing that kind of as we are happy with the quality of our printers. Um, at this point with 3D printing, I, I finally gotten to the point after I've I've just uh, recently completed the the frame complete retrofit. I, I feel like I'm finally done with the upgrading aspect. Although I do need to change uh, a couple things on my printer still, but um, kind of long term, I don't know. I, I just kind of want to to come up with new projects, uh, and kind of, kind of go from there. So you're telling me you want to just be able to walk into your printer and print something without finagling and fidgeting and tweaking right away and spending an hour before anything actually comes out. Yeah, that sure would be nice. (laughs) I, I, that's one thing that, um, yeah, having, having something that just works, uh, uh, something that we'll be talking about throughout this, this podcast is, The idea that there are a lot of a lot of products out there, not products, but a lot of um, software items. Actually, there are hardware things as well that just don't work straight out of the box. And that that's kind of driven me nuts. I mean, and we're um, we're not going to lead you astray. I mean, when you go with the, the cheaper printer route, they are cheaper for a reason. Right. So this is really a a labor of love. Like you have to like tinkering. I mean, you have to like toying and you have to like that challenge of coming across this problem and finding a solution for it. And so make no bones about it, that $3,500 Ultimaker is probably $3,500 for a reason. Yeah. If you find yourself as being somebody who is one that wants to assemble something, I mean, know that these printers are cheap because they come in a box of parts. So if, if that idea is really uh, 
is really challenging to you and, and don't you don't think you could do it, then you know what? Uh, there are other kits that are still relatively inexpensive that are, are fully assembled and that just might be a good fit for you. Um, but if you find that you, when you're walking through Ikea and the idea of assembling some of these pieces of furniture is not something that you just want to, um, uh, go jump off a cliff to, before you think about, then, then this, this is something that, that you probably could do. And quite honestly, the directions are not bad, especially if you go with a printer that is well known, uh, the, the A that we got is one that, that there are, there are a lot of people out there that have these machines. I mean, honestly, they're probably tens of thousands of these printers out there and almost every single problem you could ever have it has been solved by now and if it's not there are so many people including us that will that want to help you understand what your problem is and help you solve it that's why we called this podcast the first layer is because that's the beginning of your printing experience when you first start off you are not going to have a perfect first layer you're not going to have a perfectly level bed because you don't know what to do and you know what maybe you've already gotten into it and, and maybe you already know these things but there are lots of people that don't and no if you are listening to this podcast it is not always going to be the basics this is just going to be the first podcast maybe the first uh, two or three we're going to be covering kind of the basic basic things about 3d printing and and then we're going to kind of move on uh to the more ex uh, kind of the the more uh what word am i looking for uh advanced things that that's really an easy word to think of <laughs> so we can go over slicers CAD things <laughs> slicers cad um pretty much anything about about printing. firmware and code editing right yeah yeah I, there there are so many aspects and that's honestly something that i think can be really difficult to comprehend because you have to know so you have to have a pretty decent tool set or at least be willing to learn those things like just upgrading the firmware, you're going to have to know how to use an Arduino IDE to make changes and tweak things and upload that to your firmware. And you know what? There are plenty of guides out there that can really walk you through all that stuff. But we'd love to have you here and listen to our help and versions on it. And, you know, maybe on your commute to work, this will be a little easier to... Mm -hmm. The process uh, or just, you know, listening while you're like me, I, I get stuck doing the dishes all the time and we can help you out that way. And, you know, we're also uh, this is not just a podcast. Um, we, are, we have a website. It's the first org. We are going to be actively writing articles and uh, having a, a kind of a repository for as much information as possible. We want you to, to really be able to have a, a, a kind of a one stop shop to find Directions on how to do pretty much everything that is 3D printing. Uh, something that I have found is uh, if you're upgrading your firmware, for example, your um, configuration file for that firmware might have changed for your specific printer. And we want to be able to give some of those configurations uh, on our website for your specific printer for certain options that you might have chosen. And that's not something that's really anywhere out there. Um, and, and we really just want to make 3d printing approachable. Uh, and, and at this point, you know, it's getting better. Things CAD software is getting significantly easier. Uh, slicers are getting significantly easier. 
but there still are there, there's still a lot of barriers to that that kind of that entry point. I know from my experience, there's definitely a gap between being able to like Google search directions on how to upload a slicer to going in and editing the code in IDE for Arduino, which of course we will get into and also where to go and how to get it. Um, Like GitHub, if you've never heard of that, is repository for code, like Thingiverse's repository for 3D models. So we really look forward to, like Roy said, just like a one-stop shop. So you can come onto our site and you can take a look and say, oh, here's a link to Marlin. Here's a link to the Anet. You know, here's the updates here. Oh, did you get a BL Touch auto bed leveler? Well, these are the code changes you're going to want to make. Instead of having to search around in nine different places, we're going to give this all to you in one spot. And also the idea of upgrades. We want you to also... <sighs> We don't want you to waste a ton of time printing things that might not be necessary, might give you just that little maybe 1% uh, increase in, in quality. So that's something that, that we'll kind of go through the things that we have done in the past and some of the recommendations. Well, unless you want to waste the time, because that's sometimes half the fun. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I, I will definitely admit that. When we first got our printers, uh, you and I started upgrading and kind of that hunt for upgrades was a uh, like I, I loved it. I loved scouring Thingiverse and various other uh, repositories for for new parts for the, the printer or new designs that maybe somebody came up with that looks cooler or might be slightly more functional um, and you know what? That's a lot of work. And I know not everybody is going to want to do that. And that's kind of the idea with, with this podcast and our website. Thanks for checking us out here on the first layer coming up on our next episode. We're going to be talking about machine upgrades because we definitely reference that enough and how to go from a file to a printed model. And we'll also um, touch on some of the available slicers and how those fit into the process. So if you enjoyed today's show, please, please hit subscribe. And if you would like to, please write a review on iTunes. It would really help us out and we'd love to hear from you. Also, check us out at thefirstlayer.org for more information about 3D printing and this podcast. And there's going to be show notes uh, about some of the things we talked about here today as well. So thanks for listening. Have a great one.